Good morning. Hey, Max. Max, you want your phone? You want your phone? Hey, by the way, Max, could you go to Alamona Mall and get us? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Max, of course, people here have gotten their Christmas shopping done. The ones who didn't, they're at the mall right now trying to finish up. (laughs) No. But uh, so, so blessed that, that you are here. Um, I'm really blessed uh, that you're here. You know, um, after all these years, something that is so evident to me is that nothing happens by accident. With God, the exciting thing that nothing happens by accident and that we're here gathered uh, for a reason, you know. And God wants to bless. God wants to meet us right where we are. And this past week, you know, I was um, spending time with the Lord, and, and I was thinking, you know, I'm not like, I appreciate music, I love to listen to music, I'm not necessarily a person who likes to sing a lot, um, I, you know, the Bible says don't cause people to stumble, so I don't like to sing because I might cause people to stumble, but um, I just love music, but one of the things that I felt like I wanted to get better at was I wanted to, to be more of a worshiper. And not that you have to sing to worship, but, you know, I, I look at Sonny and I think, I want to be like Sonny. You know, this is singing and worshiping. And I was praying and, and thinking about that, and all of a sudden, I just started to think the Lord was bringing to my mind all the things in my life that I can be thankful for, you know. And, and typically, you look at things that could get done, things that need to be done. Uh, You look at all the challenges and problems you see around you, and we don't take time. I don't take time often enough to just sit back and say, wow, look at all the blessings. You know, I started to think about the blessings. I I believe that the Lord was bringing to mind. It's like, you know, Mark, look at the the wonderful person you get to spend your life with, you know, your wife. Just think about that. Out of all the people that she could have chosen to be married to, you know, she got stuck with you, Mark. Just think of that. You know, think about your kids and, and think about um, just the blessings, you know, growing up in Kaneo. And I just love um, that I grew up in Kaneo. And, and just um, so thankful that of all the schools that I went to, I went to Castle High School because it was there that I, I learned so much about how to get along with all different kinds of people without getting beat up and stuff like that. But it was just, you know, just a great time. So much memories. Um, and, so much, and I started to be overwhelmed by just all the blessings. You know, I thought about our church. and thought about how blessed I am to serve um, at, at a church like this. And I, and I thought, you know, what would it be like if, you know, God never started this church? You know, what would that be like? And how would that affect me? And, and I thought, yeah, you know, God, where would I be if God didn't start this church? And then I thought about, um, you know, people, and I, and I think about this a lot. I said, God, you know, make us a church that, that really makes an impact in people's lives. That I don't want to just be a church that just exists. But I want to be a church that if we were never, if we were never here, that, that it, would made, it would make a difference in the community, in the, in the city around us. And I was thinking about the angel tree thing, and I, and I thought, you know, how how grateful I am that, that there's going to be a, a, a boy at McKinley High School who would not have been able to participate 
in, in their graduation, you know, one of the real highlights of their lives, his life probably, and would never be able to because of finances. And one of you who don't even know this young guy uh, chose to say, you know, I'm going to, as part of the angel tree, I'll pay for his, the graduation fees and the, and the gown and all the things that go along. I'll pay for that. And someone in May is going to walk at their graduation because one of you chose to bless them. And I thought, you know, how great that is. You know, what a blessing that is to me. And I was talking to Tammy, and I said, you know, Tammy, you know, I said, what if we just started a fund, you know, and, and I want to talk about this a little bit later, is I would love us to start a fund as a church. It doesn't have to be really big. But if it costs about 40-some-odd dollars to pay for the things that a, a, a student needs to graduate, I mean, if we got a fund together, and we went to the counselors again, and said, counselors, if you know of any any student who, who would love to graduate, would love to participate in the graduating ceremonies, but cannot, that we got this fund, that we want to bless these, these, these uh, students. I mean, how great would that be? You know, how great would that be, thinking that, you know, that's just a little thing to us, but what a big milestone in that person's life. And so I just thought, man, what a blessing. You know, what a blessing it is. And, uh, and, and I thought about how this Christmas and, and the Lord's been putting on our hearts, you know, the, the coming of Emmanuel, that Emmanuel has come. God is with us. And I was just so thankful and I'm so blessed of just how real that is, that, that, that God is with us, you know. And um, it just filled my heart. And for the rest of that day and the rest of this week, and I just thought about, man, God, how blessed, how blessed we are. And for some of you, you know, your love language is, like, you know, those five love languages. Some of you all, your love language is gift giving, you know, right? And, um, you know, going out, getting Christmas gifts and Christmas presents is not a problem at all for you. You know, for me, you know, I would think as years go on that I would get better at giving gifts, but that's not necessarily a language of love for me. Gift receiving is, but not gift giving. But, you know, um, I found this article, and the article was entitled, Revealed, Formula for Finding the Perfect Christmas Present. So I thought, okay, you know, there's a formula. If it's that easy, then I'll do it, you know. And apparently a doctor of psychology came up with this surefire formula that if you followed this formula, uh, you'd find the perfect gift, Christmas gift for someone. And her formula was this. You know, L times 2 plus O plus E2 minus PD plus EM equals PP. All right? And I thought, okay, you know, that, that sounds impressive right there. You know, that, that might be a good formula. And so the L times 2 is listening. Yeah, she says, listening to a person, concentrating doubly hard um, so that you can pick up the subtle clues um, as well as the more obvious ones. The first thing is you got to really, really listen. All right? Then she said, the second thing is always observing. Just to observe um, who you're buying the gift for uh, if you observe them, you know, you'll begin to see what really makes them happy. You know, watch carefully um, when they're at a store or, 
or just you know what, what they're saying and just see what window shopping and notice what excites them and makes their eyes light up, you know? To which some of you now are thinking, that's what I'll do with my wife. You know, when I'm in front of Home Depot, it's like, you know, you're going to do, don't, don't do that. But, and then it was plus E2. E is the amount of effort, not just effort, but really put in a bunch of effort. Um, and that really uh, enhances the value to the recipient. You know, it's just the, the heart that went behind it. So she said E2, and she said minus PD, which is um, personal desire. So often, she said, people think, I would really like that gift. You know, that, if I was that person, I'd love it. But she's saying, no, no, don't do that. Because, you know, they're not like you. And, you know, they're not going to want that power drill that you got your wife. You know, stuff like that. So she said, you got to minus the PD. But then you add EM, which is empathy. Empathy, she says. Picking up on another's emotion and imagine what they may be thinking or feeling, and that the perfect gift, she says, shows a depth of love and understanding for the receiver of your gift, a present which has special meaning uh, to that person. So she said that, that you know, L times 2 and, and all that formula, she said, will equal the perfect gift. PP is the perfect gift. And at the end of the article, she writes, she says, if you have satisfied all the criteria in this formula when choosing a gift, then you will have discovered the magic of Christmas. You know? And, you know, I was thinking about that, and as much as that formula really might help you, you know, it has some really good stuff, and it could help you uh, select a really great present for someone. Um, and, you know, like my daughter, Janelle, she, she's a gift giver, and, and she likes giving gifts, and she, she does that. And so... You know, she, when she goes somewhere and she says, you know, dad would really like these socks, you see? So she says, dad would love his orange and, you know, and all that. So she gets me these socks, you see. But she said, you know, I was thinking about it. I thought, you know, that's a really great formula. But I just wanted to suggest this morning really, really quickly, um, maybe a formula um, for discovering the true magic of Christmas, you know, that we've been talking about focusing in on Emmanuel, you know, and it's um, God with us. In Isaiah 7, verse 14, he says, all right, then the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son and we'll call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And Isaiah was saying, heaven's going to invade earth, you know, that the, all, the almighty God of this universe is coming in person to be with us. That God himself, in the form of his son, is coming. And really, that's the real magic of Christmas. And if you would really grab hold of that, and that would sink into your heart, um, it would just transform your life. You know, to, to think that God almighty not just cared about us, not just wanted to help us, but he sent his one and only son to come and be with us. And I thought about that, that prophetic word in Isaiah 7, which was about 740 some odd years before the birth of Christ. And it was talking to King Ahaz, who was just worried about the, 
uh, upcoming, um, they're surrounded, they're going to be um, invaded. And, and he asks, he tells the king, king, the Lord is saying, ask for a sign. Make it as hard as you want to. And he's, he, will, he will show you how real and how good he is. And, and King Ahaz says, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not, not, I really don't want to trust in the Lord. And the Lord says through this prophet Isaiah, the Lord himself will give you a sign. And here's the sign. You know, there's going to be his virgin. And he's going to conceive a son. And the son is going to be named God is with us. And although that would have been 700 some odd years later, what God was saying, the promise that God was giving to them was they would not, the enemy would not come in and overtake them. And see, that's the great promise that God gives to us, that God is with us. And with that means that no matter what we go through, the enemy will not overtake us. That's God's great promise to us because God is with us. And I thought that is the true magic of Christmas. So I figured I'd come up with a formula, you know, and, you know, my son is a math teacher. This is not one of those algebraic, quadratic, whatever kind of systematic kind of formula. This is just my kind of formula. And it's GG plus H plus F equals PP or EI. That's kind of impressive, right? You know, right? I just, I didn't do so good in math in high school. But I came up with this formula, GG plus H plus F equals PP parentheses EI. And I wanted to go through that formula really, really quick. Okay, so this is one, Isaac, you really want to take notes. Okay, I know you graduated yesterday. You had a Bachelor of Science on your way to med school. Congratulations to Isaac Fong. Good job, Isaac. You probably know this formula, right? Now, I'm not, I'm not putting pressure on you to take notes. I know you do. Yeah, anyway. The guy next, anyway, so, all right. GG is God's grace. It's God's grace. Luke, we're going to look at um, the account preceding the birth of Christ in, the, in, in Luke's gospel. And in verse 26, it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David, and Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Obviously confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. And on this typical day in the life of Mary, who was probably a teenager at that point, you know, uh, something really atypical happened, right? Here, all of a sudden, this angel appears. And not only an angel, that's mind-blowing enough, but the angel gives her uh, just a mind-blowing, incredible announcement um, that she would be giving birth to a son, and that son will pretty much, what he's saying, the son will be the savior of the world. And, and the angel greets her and says, favored woman, you know, you have found favor with God. What did Mary do to find favor with God? 
And the truth is, she was pretty much like all the rest of us. You know, she wasn't like this uh, a, a person at a special, different level. She was born of two human parents. She had a sin nature like we all did. And nothing in the biblical records would indicate that she somehow was really special. She stood out. And so God says, that's the one because she earned favor with God. She found favor the same way we find favor. It's just by the grace of God. It's just by the grace of God. And, and grace is often defined as, as God's unmerited or unearned favor. Favor is getting something we don't deserve or not getting something we do deserve, you know, that... Uh, um, that is, it's, it's an amazing, a really amazing gift from God. It's an unearned, undeserved gift. And so, so this angel comes to Mary and says, Favored woman, you found grace with God. And it wasn't anything she earned. See? And when we understand grace, that, that can change our life. And that's what the formula starts with. It starts with God's grace. See, that's what John 3.16 is all about. God so loved the world. It's not that the world earned having his son come to die for our sins. It was out of God's love, out of his favor. And, and we experience grace from God all the time. Um, you know, like I, I mentioned earlier, one day I... I, I Got, I was driving to, to work, and um, a police said hi to me, pull over here, right? And pulled over, and uh, I thought I was going the suggested speed limit, but I guess I wasn't, and I knew I wasn't. So I pulled over, and he, he came up, and I was, I was going to, I promise, I was going to do this. I was say, do, do you know Baron, Lieutenant Baron Lee? Because that's a really good friend of mine. I'm trying to say all these kind of things, but I said, you know, I go out and I say, you know what? You're right. I was not following the I mean, I was not following the speed limit. I, I was wrong. I blew it. Right. So he goes and he goes to his car, and they, I guess they check if this guy has a wreck, all that stuff. So he takes a while. He comes back, and he says, "Hey, look, people in this area they've kind of been complaining that cars coming around this corner too fast. All right. So you know what? Just take it easy. All right. Just you know, don't don't come around so fast." I go, "Yeah, no, you're right. I, I, I won't. I won't. Ever, I won't even drive this road ever again." You know, never again will I drive this road. And, 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 I, and I said, okay, well, sorry, sorry. And I go, I go like this because I, I want the ticket, right? He goes, no. I said, no ticket. He said, no, just, 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 just take it easy. Just be, you know, what was that? That was grace. Was I guilty? Yeah, I was guilty. You know, did I deserve a ticket? Yeah, I did. But I got grace. See, that was grace. And, and that's, in a really, really, really small way. That's the kind of grace that God gives us and gave to Mary. Favored woman. You found favor with God. This is what God's going to do. And the magic of Christmas starts with receiving God's grace. Then what do you do? You add H, humility. Humility is so important that in order to receive God's perfect gift, Right? and discover the true magic of Christmas, it requires humility. 
Luke 1 goes on. Mary asked the angel, uh, how, how can this happen? He say, I'm a virgin. You know? And humility is defined as this deep sense of one's own unworthiness in the sight of God. Pretty much it's knowing who you are in light of who God is, right? That's humility. And uh, uh, humility is not dismissing something that is given to us. Okay? That's fake humility, you know? Um, um, being Japanese, you know, the first response um, when someone wants to give me something is to refuse it. Here, Mark, here's a glass of water. I know you've been working all day long for the last 30 hours in the hot sun. You must be thirsty. Here's a glass of water. Oh, no, no, that's okay. I'm not thirsty, right? That's what, you know, that's, that's not humility. That's stupidity, right? That's fake humility. You know, humility is what? Thank you so much. You know, thank you and receiving it. And that's, you know, a humility is knowing who we are in light of who God is. And, and, and it's not dismissing something that, that, that is given to us. And that's what Mary did. She didn't go, oh, no, I'm not that. No, please, no. Right? She goes, you know, I know who I am. I know who God is. I, I, how, how can this happen? You know, how can this happen? And that's how we are to respond when God extends his grace in our lives. See? We receive his grace, knowing who we are. Now, can you imagine? The police officer says, hey, next time just slow down. And I go, yeah, I tell that to all the other cars that go by faster than me. Right? That's not humility. Humility says, thank you. And that's what we need, that we, we receive God's grace, but we receive it with humility. Not only that is we, um, we need God's grace, but we also need faith. F is faith. <clears throat> we need faith. We need to respond like Mary in humility, and then we need to receive his grace with faith. Verse 35, it goes on. The angel replies to Mary, Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son, is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. To which Mary replied in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Wow. I am the Lord's servant. That's humility. But she, she didn't say, oh, no, no, no. She says, you know what? If that's what God wants to do. That I don't even understand. Who, what, the Holy Spirit is going to, what, come? I, I don't know how that works. They never mentioned anything like that in health class. I don't know. But if you say, and if God is saying it, then may everything you have said 
about me come true. She grabbed hold of it with faith. She didn't understand. None of us understand what is commonly known as the Immaculate Conception. What does that that really mean? How? But Mary said, may everything you have said about me come true. See? The amazing thing is that God just meets us where we're at. Right where you're at. As you're just going along your day, God just wants to be there with you. That's the magic of Christmas. That God extends his grace. God extends his grace to you and to me. And then our response, he's not forcing anything upon us. That as we humble ourselves, we say, God, I know who I am in light of who you are. But, but if you're extending your grace, I, I am so thankful. And I receive it. Whatever it is, I receive it. And when you do that, and when you do that, you experience the magic of Christmas. This Christmas, I really believe that God, one of the things God wants to do is he wants for all of us. He wants for many of us, beyond who's here, to experience the true magic of Christmas. That a virgin will conceive a child and she'll give birth to a son and he will, they will call him Emmanuel. God wants people to experience God with us. That's what he wants. And the magic of Christmas is that God loved you so much that he sent his son to meet you right where you are, to forgive you of all your sins no matter how much or no matter what you've done, so that you could experience right now, right here, the son who is called Emmanuel, to experience his presence in your life right now and forevermore. See? How do we experience the magic of Christmas? Gigi, God, grace, plus humility, plus faith. It equals the perfect present which is experiencing Emmanuel. That's the magic of Christmas. And, and here's the thing. You know, for, for some of you, you know, you, you've heard about it. You've thought about it. You've heard about, oh, Jesus dying on the cross. But the amazing thing, the amazing promise that God right where you were, and you think back on King Ahaz, who first received this promise, this king who was to reign over God's people, and yet he himself was far, far, far away from God. He chose not to obey God. He chose not to follow God. And in that moment where he was surrounded and he would be invaded by other countries, you know, God says, I'm right here. 
and he wants to turn to another country, Assyria, for help. And God says, I'm right here. And God is saying, just ask me for a sign. Please, just ask me. And King Ahaz couldn't humble himself. Just, nah, can't trust you. And God, and God so loved his people. He says, if you're not going to ask for a sign, I am personally going to give you a sign. That there's going to be this virgin, and it's going to give birth to a son. And that son's name will be Emmanuel. And he'll come from the line of David. And you know, King, you know David. And he, his name will be a reminder. His name will be a promise to you. His name will be Emmanuel, God with you. And that name and that promise is even for you, O King. My, my promise to you is that the enemy will not overtake you. You're, you're not going to see the virgin. You're not going to see the son. My promise is, man, if you just trust me, the enemy is not going to take over. And the thing about that for all of us is, you know, I think about that promise. That's God's promise to you and to me. That no matter how hard things get, the enemy will not take over because God himself is with us. You know, about a month, you know, a few months ago when I was on my sabbatical, you know, a good friend of ours and um, got to know him. You know, he, he was the coach at Moanaloa High School, Arnold Martinez. And, just a, you know, he just, he's just a good guy. And, and he loves the Lord. And all he ever wanted to do was to see these young men, these boys, grow and become great young men and great citizens. And if we get to play and win some football games on the side, that's great. And Arnold was all about winning, but not at the expense. Winning to him was student-athlete. And, you know, and, and Arnold's just a great guy, and, and uh, you know, he was going through some really, really hard times, you know, at the school he was at, and uh, hard times like you wouldn't believe. And I remember one day I just texted Arnold and said, Arnold, you know what, praying for you, and what keeps coming to mind is that may you experience Emmanuel, God with you. And... God got him through it, you know. Got beat up in the process a little bit. But right now, he is, um, miraculously, he is on staff at, um, at Army. He's, he's, he's helping to coach Army now as a special team, some kind of assistant coordinator of some kind. And that is a miracle in and of itself. And it was like God was saying, hey, don't, don't give up. I'm with you. 
And uh, every time I text them now, I say, hey, hope everything is well. I know your family's still back here. I know it's, it's rough. In fact, he probably is back now, well, just about back. And I just, we just text, and you know what? Praise God for Emmanuel. Praise God for Emmanuel. God with us. God with us. See, I think what God's saying to us is if, if you're not experiencing the true magic of Christmas, I think that formula is for you. God's grace plus humility plus faith equals a perfect present. Experiencing Emmanuel, I think that's for you. And maybe today, and I'm, I'll lead us all in a prayer, that maybe today's the day you say, you know what? I'm going to take you at your word, God. I'm going to be like Mary. You know, I am the Lord's servant. You know, may everything you say happen, just as you say. And for some of you, that might be right where you are. And for others, you know, you may be experiencing the magic of Christmas. And you've taken those steps, you know, to God's perfect presence. That what I'm asking you is that if you would join me, you know, in, in, in sharing the good news with others. And I'm thinking about next week at our Christmas Eve service. Because the more I pray, the more I, I believe that God's grace is going to be there. And we're going to humble ourselves. And by faith, we're going to ask that whoever comes in who does not yet who are not yet experiencing the love of God through Emmanuel, his son. And they're not experiencing God with them, that if they come next week, they're going to. They're going to. I just have like faith I never had before. I just feel like they're going to. And it's not because we're going to have this great old service. It's not because Billy Graham's going to speak. It's because... Emmanuel is going to be there. And so, I'm just asking that, um, that if you would just consider, you know, and, and in your bulletin, you know, there's like notes of today's message and, and there's um, a space on the bottom that says my list. Maybe, you know, just write down names. Why do I got to write down names? Well, maybe just write them down. Just as an act of faith, say, God, these are people I really care about. You know, that I really want to pray today about inviting them to Christmas Eve next week. I don't have a pen. Well, you know what? Write it in blood. No, don't do that. Borrow, borrow a pen, okay? If you don't have any pens, I, I might have some for sale. No, I, I, yeah, you can get some for you. But, but why don't we do that? I'm going to call the worship team up. And um, um, Sonny is off um, there. But just some of these uh, good friends of mine will come up. But why don't you just take a few minutes now and maybe just write down. And then we're going to pray. And we're going to pray. And I'm going to pray and lead us in a prayer to, to receive Emmanuel, to receive the Lord Jesus. And then we're going to pray for all the people on our list. And next week, we're going to see a whole bunch of people out there who need to experience Emmanuel. And then there's like these invitations. There's a bunch on the table. Okay? And, you know, I was 
just uh, the silly part of me was thinking, man, we should put like initials on the back and pass them out and the one and tell our friends, if they come, bring this and put it in the bowl. And we look at the guys with the initials, right? And the one who has like the most friends who came to the service will give them like a special prize, like, like you know, like a really, really great prize. Like they could go to lunch with me or something like that. You know, that'd be like a great prize. Or something about that. That'd be silly. So we don't want to do like silly things like that. But I really do want you to, to invite people. So I want you to just take a few minutes, a few moments, and, and write, look in your bulletin, be like Isaac, and write down names of people on your list. Right, Isaac? Yeah. And then when we're done, Isaac, you show people your list. You go, here, yeah, look at that. Damn, you know, okay? So, all right, take, take a few moments to just write down names of people that you would like to see, experience the true magic of Christmas, that Emmanuel, God with us, has come. And then let's pray right now. Let's just all pray. Just, you just pray with your hearts. Prayer, just talking to God. I'm just going to pray. And if you've never ever been experienced and accepted Jesus in your life, it is good today as any, right? Let's just pray. Father, I could use, I could use something right now. that um, I want to experience the true magic of Christmas. So I thank you for your grace. Your grace to send your son, the Lord Jesus, to come to die for me. It's not anything I earn, nothing, anything I deserve. It's just a gift of grace. And I just humble myself. And I say, you know what? Yeah, I've messed up. I can't do this on my own. And I really do need a Savior in my life. And so by faith, I, maybe I just got a little, but I have enough to say I want this. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, to just come into my life. Will you come into my life as Emmanuel that I could experience God with me that I want to experience the perfect person I want to experience Emmanuel come into my life now Father I pray for all of us that we would all experience the wonder and the magic God with us all this week. And Father, for those people on our list, you know the people I've been praying for for the last few weeks. Father, will you bring to mind these people that we would respond to your grace because your grace extends to them 
Your grace extends to them. And we humble ourselves and we ask you, Father, will you give us favor that as we invite them that they would make time to come. And we're going to step out in faith this week and we're going to take that risk and we're just going to invite people. We're going to take that risk so that people we know would experience your perfect presence. They would experience Emmanuel and they would experience the true magic of Christmas. So just stir our hearts, God. Stir our hearts. Thank you so much for your love. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, hey God bless you know, next week, 9.30 going to be at the auditorium just park in that big old parking lot you know instead of turning left here just go a little further park on the right side there and then make your way to the auditorium if you're not real sure where the auditorium is there'll be some people there waving and leading you to the right place uh, we're gonna have some um, some food and stuff afterwards but you know what just take time this week to say god i'm gonna humble myself i'm gonna step out in faith i'm just gonna invite my friends and people to come. Have a great, great week experiencing Emmanuel this week. And um, if you need prayer today, we'd love to pray with you. We'd really love to pray with you. If not, um, there should be some food and stuff in the back. If you have your angel tree presents, you can drop it off under the tree. And uh, have a great, great week. God bless. See you Christmas Eve.